Hello, and welcome to the Lighten Up podcast with Lauren Polly, your invitation for living on the lighter side of life. I'm Lauren Polly, and I am delighted you have chosen to join me today for episode 241. Today, we're going to talk about why just because you're good at something does not necessarily mean that it's good for you. I am removing layers as we speak. I just had like five inches chopped off my beautiful hair. It feels so much lighter and it feels so much more free. And it's so funny because this entire week, one thing that's been going through my mind is just because I'm good at something does not mean that it's good for me. And that invitation to really be lighter and more free and more exploratory where you're not chained or shackled to the way that you've been living your life. Uh, This is really an important conversation in terms of career and jobs, especially for high-functioning people. Uh, Being able to have a sense of freedom and lightness and movement. I've been enjoying the breeze in my hair as I walk back from the salon. Um, And I went, oh, that's the energy that I've been going through this week just with exploring this one topic. Just because I'm good at something does not mean that it's good for me. And just because I'm good at it and it's been good to me in the past does not mean that it's good to me right now in this moment. What I'm hoping to do with this episode is just open up some space so that you can actually have that feeling of free form and movement and exploration. And you may find that once you loosen the shackles or, you know, get the layers off your hair or any kind of analogy you want to use, you actually start feeling more free. And that one change may actually lighten up your current circumstance. So it may not be that you have to leave what you're doing. Uh, But sometimes it's just a perspective shift and open eyes and an invitation for maybe something bigger and better to come your way. Uh, Before we dive too much into that, I just want to introduce everyone to this new format. I've been asked after, I don't even know, about 100 episodes to start doing video, not just audio. So if you're listening to me as usual on Spotify or Apple iTunes, you can go up on my YouTube channel and actually see the video for the Uh, full effect, we'll call it, and my new hairdo. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about high achievers in general. So high achievers are people who you probably will identify with this just hearing that word, but if you don't, people who aim to please, people who see an expectation and go, not only am I going to meet you, I'm going to exceed you. They are the people where someone says, you know, you can't do that. And they say, want to bet? And they do it anyway. Uh, They're the people who maybe have been in one field of study, one field of practice, one job, and they keep up leveling constantly. So they're kind of on a trajectory, right? They're on a path. Um, What I find so frequently with myself, who is a high achiever. Uh, I've been doing this in my speech therapy career for years and years. And then with my book and my coaching business, speaking business, everything kind of keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, What I'm finding though, is this feeling of, I have to keep doing the same thing. And in order for me to do something different, I have to have a rationalization as to why. And so when you have these conversations with people in your lives, maybe you're looking at a different job, opening a different kind of business, even a creative project, like writing a book that's totally off topic for what you've done before. I've been going through that lately myself. Uh, As soon as you start talking to other people, they're like, why would you do that? You're brilliant at what you do. 
why would you do that? You are so good at what you do and you have all these things coming to you because of it. And before you know it, there's this heaviness that comes in. There's this cloud that comes in. There's this doubt feed that is planted in your head that, you know, maybe this actually isn't a good idea for me to do. And this inner battle starts to come. And it is one that I'm very familiar with, but also all the clients I work with who are high achievers, they have the same thing. Many of us are multi-passionate. We have multiple things that we love. We have multiple things that not only are we interested in, but that we're actually really good at. And deeper than that, bigger than that, we are multidimensional at our core. Whether you believe in a being, a spirit, divine energy, um, just your own personal power being alive and embodied at this time, we are multidimensional. We have so many different aspects to ourselves. There's not just one side. And I find so frequently we get our personal side and then we have our professional side. And sometimes we'll have a side hustle side as well, but I don't see many people actually having the freedom to pull it all together or to mix it up along the way. So what you end up doing is getting very comfortable and very good at certain things. And before you know it, that multidimensionality starts to shrink. And perhaps where that multiple passionate project-y kind of energy where you had so many things going on that you absolutely love to dive into. They offer different things to you. Not only get shrunk as well, but the possibility of you actually going further on those paths or perhaps joining two or three different ones and creating something brand new actually gets diminished as well. So I'd like you to, as always on this podcast, look for yourself. Where does this apply? Where have you actually felt a little bit heavy, a little bit trapped, like you have just too many old layers on that need to have a nice trim? Perhaps it's time to prune your garden a bit, you know, but it's really hard to do that if you're constantly being told or telling yourself that, man, but you know, I got it really good with where I am. And not only that, I'm really, really good at it. So if I mix it up now and I make a change, what if I'm not good at that thing? What if I have to start over again? It can feel almost like you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I get it, especially if you're looking at jump, jumping fields, jumping topics, or starting a new business that has nothing to do with what you've done in the past. It can feel like such a departure from your current state that it gets really, really scary. But you don't want to let the fear stop you. That is the number one thing that will always stop evolution. And if you stop evolution, you stop life. What if the point of actually being here was to engage all of you? And just because that good thing was there doesn't mean that you can't grow to be good at other things. And this whole interesting other topic that I've been looking at and I wanted to bring in, then what if it's not good for you? This is a really interesting thing because there's so many things that we are good at that are good for us. They fill us up, they light us up. And then there comes a time where that thing may not be the growing edge you need it to be anymore. Perhaps it's gotten more into this humdrum, autopilot, going through the motions, I'm no longer growing. 
that's no longer good for you, especially if you're multi-passionate and you'd like to push the edges. There are also a lot of characteristics that we have where we've become good at it because someone said, you need to do this. And because we are the people that we are and we step up to the plate, we think, okay, cool, I'm going to learn how to be good at that. And before you know it, it's not something that's innate to you, natural to you, or naturally kind of fills up your tank, but you're still good at it. You're still not just competent, but brilliant in a lot of ways. You know, I look at some of my responsibilities managing a hospital department, and I can see that big time. That's what's been coming up for me of, I'm really, really good at this, but at the same time, I'm not quite sure that this is the energy anymore that's good for me. So what's required to change? That's where I've been at. What layers do I need to start chopping away so I have more freedom of movement and don't feel so rote and so stuck? Is it this conversation of being open to other possibilities? Is it where in my personal life I can bend and stretch and pull in different energies? I've been doing that the last month. It's made a huge difference. And then one of my clients that I'm working with, it's really a departure. She has hit the wall, literally, where she's just, I can't do this anymore. And I know I'm good at it. I'm praised for it. I have good money. Everyone outside of me looks and says, you have it perfect. Why would you go away? Why would you leave that safety and security? Well, for her, it's required for her to go where her soul, her spirit, her being, her joy is leading her. It is not an easy conversation to have with yourself, but let's just break it down. Again, look where this applies to you or for you. Number one, what is it you can do or be differently with where you are? If you're feeling what you're good at is no longer good for you, is there a perspective change that's needed? Is there something where maybe you just look at it a little different and all of a sudden you have some more space? Is there a way you can show up doing the same thing you've been doing for years and do it a bit differently where you have more joy and perhaps a newness that starts to come to life? More inspiration is likely to follow. Outside of the job, outside of the business, outside of that creative thing you are feeling stuck and chained to, are there other things you could add to your living? Number two, are there other things you can add to your living that actually start enlivening you again? So maybe the job has become too big. Maybe the old project that you're just so sick of has become like the only thing in your world. What if right now you could just imagine how big and how much space it's actually taking up in your mental space? How much time are you spending outside the working hours thinking about it? In your stress response state, that's a big one. What if you could actually take that huge energy that that thing is and shrink it and place it over on the right-hand side and just let it sit there? Doing that will create more of a sense of space for other things to become important. When we talk about work-life balance, this is exactly what we're talking about. When work becomes too big, when the one project becomes too big, when the stuck thing feels like, ah, it's taking up everything, shrink it down, put it over there on the right-hand side and say, you are a small part. That's it. What else is surrounding you? 
and see if other things actually start pulling your interest and enlivening your energy from there. Step number three, those things don't work. You can't do it differently. You're still bored even when you do it, right? You're still stressed out even when you do it. You shrunk it down. You've put some perspective around it. You're having more balance in other areas of your life. Still not working for you. Still not good for you. You can feel it. Well, that's when you really have to open up the question and open up your eyes and start looking for those external cues of where your next move may be. And it may be a sudden jump like that client I was talking about who's just hit the wall and it is no longer healthy to be there. She's making a big jump. Awesome. That may not be for everybody. It may not be for you. What if you just know where I am right now is not necessarily where I want to be a year from now. So what do I need to open myself to? Where do I need to go? Who do I need to talk to? So that I can actually start looking at not only what am I good at, your natural tendencies, but what's actually good for me, healthy for me, feeding for me at this stage in my life. See where that exploration takes you. Take the timetable off. That creates too much stress. Where I am right now, probably not where I want to be in a year. Okay. So what if I have plenty of space and time to actually start looking at what's next for me? This is an interesting conversation. It brings up a lot for people. It can be quite triggering uh, because it flies in the face of everything we're taught. You're supposed to find what you're good at. And when you find what you're good at, and if you're getting enough things sent back to you that are quote unquote good for you, a high salary, clients coming to you, praise for your work, whatever it is, you're supposed to keep doing it. It flies in the face that you should actually be multidimensional, multi-passionate, and be able to move and groove and shift and change throughout your lifespan. And it may just be what's required for you right now to actually start having more wholeness in your living. Beyond work-life balance, there is a wholeness to you. Are you actually exploring and engaging the depth of it. That is my invitation for you this week. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoy the new video format. I've enjoyed doing it. I will see you all next week.